are not able to control the what what happens at an international level, but we can focus on, on what is on our on our reach. So focus on making farms more efficient, so that when we get uh, into a let's say an international problem and, and the prices go crazy, we we can react a little bit better and we don't have the huge losses that, that we have in the past. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Pig Edge. Jagus' Pig Podcast with me, Amy Quinn, where we are bringing you the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. Here in the Pig Development Department in Chagask, as many of you are well aware, our team here carry out three key services in the areas of research, advisory and education, which are coordinated to assist Irish farmers in maximising their productivity and profitability while operating to the highest standards. With lots going on here at any one time, I'm joined by Edgar Garcia Manzanilla, Head of the Chagas Pig Development Department, to talk us through what you can expect from us in the year ahead. After 2022, with all the problems that we have with cost and all that, it has been kind of a going back to normality in the planning for, for this year. So we had the regular meetings with the stakeholders and all these interactions that we have with the individual farmers to capture the the needs and, and the requirements for this year. So... The the last years the main focuses has been in in welfare, uh, antibiotics and and zinc removals and the environment from a regulatory perspective. So that's that's something that we cannot escape. That's something that is coming and, and we have to to address it that, the best we can. Welfare is kind of on hold until the European elections. Antibiotic and zinc, I think we we have plenty of options there to to deal with the problem. So this year. From a regulatory point of view, I think we're going to focus on the environmental impact issues. And then there is always the problems that the farmers have to face uh, every day. And those are, at the moment, mostly the the need for labor, qualified labor, not only uh, p- people, but people that is able to develop a good a good job. And then since 2022, especially, all the, all the costs. So we're going to be focused big time in terms of making farms efficient. And if we were to focus on research for a bit, what projects stand out to you as having a big impact on farms or being of major interest to the industry? Well, this year we have a, a few new projects. I want to focus on those because the other we have plenty of projects, but the ones that are, say, new are, are this one. So uh, we finally finished the the low emissions building last year, and that's linked to a project in, in a general uh, attempt to, to reduce the, the environmental impact of pig farms in Ireland. So that, that's one of the big uh, pushes that we're going to do in terms of research this year. We're going to focus on on alternatives that we have in feed or slurry treatment or working with the facilities in the new building and see how we can, in a, in a, in a cheap way, let's say, and, 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 a, and easy to, to perform for a farmer, to, to try to give them options to, to reduce their environmental impacts and make them more sustainable. Then we have a, a very interesting project from Pader there that is looking at uh, algae as a new ingredient for, for pigs. There's a lot going on in that project and it's basically focusing on the circularity of the of the production, bringing new ingredients into the into pig production to give farmers new new options to be more again more sustainable and, and not depend that much on soy especially. Then we have also starting a, a European partnership in terms of welfare. This is a new thing that, that Europe is trying to do, and, and killing is, is very involved in that. And this is with the, with the idea to give uh, 
to give the countries a little bit more uh, involvement when when there are things developing in Europe like welfare regulation or things like that based on science. So I, I would say for this will be something that the farmers want to keep an eye on because this it is a way to influence what is going on in the future in terms of, of regulation. And finally, we have another one that is in collaboration. This is a national project to basically transform what is starting to be seen as a, as a ticking box exercise, all the, all the animal health island uh, requirements that, that you need for Berbia and, and capitalize that into money for the farmers. So we're going to be looking at the economic performance of the farms, depending on their different uh, biosecurity levels, antimicrobials and all that, and give something back to the farmers in a way that they, they can use that data in their, in their benefit. And Edgar, there's going to be a number of projects carried out on commercial farms again this year. Can you talk us through some of those? Yes, probably the main one is uh, is one related to salmonella. So salmonella is a public health issue, and and farmers should be aware of it because because it is a risk for for the reputation of the industry. I think we're doing a good job, but we have to to keep working on on that. And this this is a project. Uh, paid by the department, it's like one more than one million, one point three million, uh, and it's it's all to improve farms. So it's it's a good project in in the sense that we're gonna go to farms with the vet and with the advisors, and and we're gonna look at at vaccination plans, and there is money to to pay for vaccines there. So it is it is a very very applied uh, project, and then there is money for analysis in the farms to to look at farms that have ileitis, things like that 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 can influence the the salmonella levels in the farm so basically it's improving the farm within the project we we aim to work with 30 farms 30 commercial farms uh, and improve it along two years to to see if improving the farm and working on vaccination plants and all these things we can we can reduce the levels of of salmonella in the in the farms Edgar, there are then some other research projects ongoing or commencing that we must look at with a more long-term impact or value for industry in mind rather than the immediate direct farm impact. Can you talk us through what stands out here? Yes, probably the, the main one, the, the, the intention from from the whole department is to to move towards that direction with other projects. At the moment, we have one that, let's say, is, is the start of, of this initiative and it's in collaboration with the food department which is a value peak. And the idea of this project is to to put value to the good work that is going on in the farms and and sell this to the consumers so that they are aware that that's going on and uh, try to develop new labelings, new products like you have in other countries, like specialty products from pork and things like that. And with the final objective, and that's the most important part that we have to keep in mind here, that the value comes back to the farm so that we give the farmers back the, the value that they are producing with the good work in the farms. Because sometimes we focus too much in the projects in, in improving the farm and that doesn't become a, a economic value for the farmers. So it's, that's the idea of the, of the project. Edgar, Well Farmers is a very promising new farm-focused European project that we're involved in. Can you tell us a bit about it and what farmers can expect from it in the next three years? Yes, this this is a very a very interesting project in 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 how it it happened and the type of project that it is. It is not a a research project. This is something that the European Union uh, promote at some point because they realized that they had a lot of research projects, but the research wasn't wasn't arriving to the to the field. So this is something that is done to disseminate the results of projects and good practice and best practices that are in in the farm or or in the field. 
So basically, this this started with uh, Copa Cojica and and the main person representing Pigs, uh, Antonio Tavares, and the discussions that he had with the Commission in terms of the new regulation for welfare. Uh, uh, from the farmer's perspective, this is a, a regulation that has been developed without much farmer involvement. So it, it actually doesn't fit or, or, or doesn't adapt to, to their needs and, and what is possible in the field. So basically, uh, the commission proposed that the farmers should be involved also in this kind of project. And Antonio took the the word of the commission and he said, OK, we will put this together. So this, these projects are supposed to be done by farmers for the farmers. And this is probably as good as it gets in the sense that we have all the farming organizations in Europe and many of the advisory organizations. And basically, we're going to move around in Europe looking for the best practice in different areas of welfare with the intention of uh, influencing the coming regulation in a way that adapts more to what is possible for the farmers, the timelines and and the real possibilities in terms of investment. Because in many cases, the, the investments in farms are, are changing every uh, every five years because of new regulations. So you cannot build a farm every five years. That's, that's something that is, is not not possible. It's what it is. So this is the, this is a project that is aimed to that to to make realistic the welfare that is coming. Farmers want to be involved. Farmers want to improve the farms, and this project will will help the the discussion in in the whole Europe. Yeah, it's quite proactive, really. Edgar, if we look to the advisory service offered to farmers, what can we expect to see here in the year ahead? We have to offer the, the best we can with the resources that we have, and, and we are going to keep offering the same good service that, that we are offering until now. Uh, we have had a lot of discussions after 2022, especially to, to see what we can add, uh, what changes we can do to improve in terms of going to a, a even higher competitiveness of the of the farms and making them more efficient. So we are we have identified, let's say, four four areas that we want to to address a little bit more in detail when when we do the the visits to the farms and, and when we offer the services that we offer and the the areas that that uh, we have identified because of of the amount that it represents in terms of cost is the the feed is one of the of the big areas so we're going to look at at the plants in each farm in terms of of feed because in in Ireland we have quite a diverse uh, feeding system let's say in each in each farm uh, then we want to look at the quality controls of, of that feed uh, in each farm. So we will be talking probably about the about the lab in a minute, but just mentioning now. Um, we're going to start looking at the performance data of the farms more in a in a different way now because we have the, the profit monitor uh, database that works very well, but we're going to start looking more in, in detail within each farm, taking data from their software so that we don't have to go to the farms and try to do more detect trends in different farms and how farms are progressing at real time and, and doing an, a different approach. And then we have to, as, as labor is one of the issues, uh, you can add people to your farm, but you can also improve a lot the efficiency of the farm by training and, and offering what is needed in each farm, whether it is particular uh, husbandry or, or background knowledge or whatever you want to do. But we have, we have to work on that too. And, and part of that also influences the management of the feed. Edgar, can you go into a bit more detail on this? What will this mean to farmers in terms of how will the service differ and what will the benefit be to them? So in, in each one of the ones that I have mentioned, for example, for the for the feed cost reduction, we, we want to to offer the farmers a, a list of, of good best practices from other farms and from other from other countries. 
so that they can adapt to their to their own necessities, whether they are home milling or they are uh, contract milling or they are uh, liquid feeding or they are, they are as I said, there's quite a diverse array of, of options there. So we want to adapt the plants to, to each farm. And then in the last uh, five years, we have been working uh, with the with the lean methodology for the for the assessment of the farm. So we want to incorporate that. Until now, there were cases in, in some of the farms to to learn how it works and to assess how it can be done. And now we want to incorporate that to for the individual visits that we do on the farm, so that you regularly review what is going on and and from there you you try to improve and focus on the most efficient changes. Uh, in terms of the feed quality control. This is probably the main thing that, that we want to develop in 2024. We have the the lab that is just built last year uh, for analysis of fit, and we will try to to do the maximum that we can with the with the lab that we have. Obviously, at the moment, is the resources are are somehow limited because the fit analysis is quite time consuming. But I think we can offer some some good data already this year for farmers to see what is possible. And then based on what they need, we can interact and with the farmers and say, okay, we can do this, we can do that. We should collect samples from the port. We should collect farm, uh, samples from the farm and see what is what is more useful. Then uh, I said there about the, the use of, of the date, the performance data. Uh, and this is the big change here. Probably if they have to, to keep in mind that uh, until now, the activity that we have is very time consuming. Profit monitor is something that the advisors go to the farm, collect the data, and then we analyze the data. But there is data that is hanging there in the in the farms in, in their own software systems. And when you use that data, you can actually react at, uh, at real time. You don't have to wait for a next quarter or whatever. So that's the idea to be able to collect. Uh, we are starting this year, but it's looking more to to fully deploy the, the initiative in 2025 with more farms. It's uh, using the data as it is in the farm and filter it and detect trends as they happen in the farm and, and feedback uh, the information to the to the farmers. And then the staff training probably is the one that, that we have to, to develop uh, along the year. We have workshops that are prepared there. We have the apprenticeship starting and uh, this is depending always on resources. So with all the all the activities that we have in agricultural colleges and in the universities and all that, we'll do as much as we can. And if there is room for for other activities, we will will incorporate them as as we move along the year. But this is very important that the farmers come back to us with the needs that they have, because as I say, the resources are limited. But we can we can focus on whatever is more important for them in terms of staff. Not a problem. Edgar, you mentioned the feed lab being a main focus for 2024. Can you give us a bit of detail on it? The lab is in, in Moorpark, and to make it more efficient, we share it with daily. So we, we have the same facilities and, and we work together and, and we can help each other. We share the technicians and, and other resources. It's just an idea taken from, from one, what is going on in other countries. Other countries have big companies that are doing all this analysis for themselves. So they have 2,000 farms and they do the analysis for the 2,000 farms. So we here, we, we aim to do something similar. Very simple, uh, starting for the main ingredients. So we're going to do barley, wheat, uh, soya, maize, things like that. Also very simple analysis. We're going to do NIR because it's very fast. You can have uh, results in, in literally five minutes. And then try to work with, uh, initially, with farms that are around here to start developing the most efficient approach to this. So 
sampling every track, sampling every week, sampling different ports, knowing where the the samples are coming from, and try to map a little bit what is going on in the country, and from there, expand. Um, at the moment, we are focusing on ingredients. In the future, we'll look at diets, but I think it's more efficient looking at variability in ingredients so that they can adapt their diets to the to the levels that they have. And then uh, we'll, we'll feed back to this to the stakeholder meetings, and we will have discussions with the stakeholders, mainly farmers, and see what is more convenient for them. Again, with the same idea, to, to improve the, the economic efficiency in the main cost of the farm, which is the feed. Was the specialized advisors on the ground actively support producers during trying times in the industry? What can and are we doing as a department to future-proof in a way, I suppose, against volatility? Well, that's, that's a tricky one because, because we, we are not able to control the what, what happens at an international level, but we can focus on, on what is on our on our reach. So all the all the measures that I was mentioning before are focused on on making farms more efficient so that when we get uh, into a, a let's say an international problem and, and the prices go crazy we, we we can react a little bit better and we don't have the huge losses that, that we have in the past and then also structurally uh, you need to have some mechanisms there to to be more prepared let's say for, for this problem so at the moment, uh, there's work going on in terms of uh, creating some sort of credit insurance scheme or something like that with the NTMA. So it's work in progress. And as soon as we have more in particular on this, we will probably have more, more information out there. But at the moment, we, there is a lot of focus on that, on, on being able to cope with problems that are, uh, to some extent, unexpected, like the war in Ukraine or things like that. If we look to education for a bit, what's planned uh, here for the year ahead? For uh, 2024, uh, actually, the the apprenticeship, the farm technician apprenticeship uh, for level six started uh, in 2023 in December. And there is a number of, of students already enrolled there. Um, we will we'll be heavily involved there, even when there is dairy and other things that the, the, the peak department is very involved there. And we hope that in 2024, there will be another batch of students in there. It's pretty much depending on, on the farmers who should uh, keep an eye there and see good candidates that we want. As I said, it's important, whatever you have in the farm, uh, if you increase the, the knowledge of those people and the skills, the farm is going to be more efficient. So they have to keep an eye on their own people that they have there and people that are uh, coming into the industry, doing the living cert and things like that at the moment. And then uh, also in terms of... Uh, of education, we have to include the the workshops. We have prepared workshops at the moment on welfare and health and safety, but I think there will be more coming. As I say, depending on the resources that we have available, we will adapt and, and we will add whatever is, is needed there. Edgar, just to finish up, um, you mentioned some workshops there, but what other events will we see from the pig department this year? Yes, the uh, I would say that last year, that we started the, pin up, the pig open day. That was a, a very let's say successful activity and and that's one of the things that is coming now in in early may probably that that was something that was very well received by people and and if people listening to to the podcast have ideas please send it to us and we will continue the same formula and try to to tweet a little bit small details but it was very successful because it's very interactive so that's one of the things that we want to to develop obviously the Big Farmers Conference is something that we do every year, and that's also a very good opportunity to 
to bring knowledge from outside. The, the last year we had uh, three external speakers and we will try to do the same this year because it, it was a, a huge success in terms of bringing new new ideas. And even with the speakers that were not only technical, but we had the session on mental health who, who was very successful. So that, that kind of, of approach is the same probably that we will take. And then uh, there is projects that are, as, as we were discussed, for example, well farmers. There are projects that are mainly for for dissemination of of knowledge to the farmers and to the stakeholders. So that's that's something that's going to happen. That within the projects there is a big component of meeting farmers and discussing things with them and offering good practices and and having a discussion on what on what can be done and and what are the options. Thanks for the update, Edgar. Um, it's great to get an insight into what's coming down the line, and there's plenty to look forward to, I suppose, for the year ahead. No problem. Yes, it's a very busy year, so. That's it for this episode of The Pig Edge and thanks to Edgar for joining me on the show. Don't forget to listen and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. And for more information from the Pig Development Department, go to chagas.ie forward slash pigs. I'm Amy Quinn. Thanks for listening. <laughs>